Welcome to the Two Buff Beards Podcast. This episode is brought to you by WebFit Nation. The standard process for having a trainer is paying big money for an hour of their time, spend time and money, get into your appointment, work out, go home, and repeat it all over again next week. With WebFit, you have a personal trainer right in your pocket. Work out when and where it works for you and your schedule. 100% customized workouts, meal plans, and even grocery lists. To learn more, go to www.webfitnation.com. What's going on, Kelvin? Man, what's going on? You you know, uh, what we got? I got to say something about this first. Is that I, I just wish everyone in Houston um, can get back on their feet. And I know this is a very tragic thing that happened. Yeah, we got a, probably a lot of listeners down there. Yeah, definitely. So uh, definitely want to say hello to those people, and I hope that um, all is well, and uh, you can definitely get back on your feet um, and kind of recover from this tragedy. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah man. I, that's. Some serious stuff going down on down there, and I'm I'm worried. I got a lot of. I'm originally from South Florida, so yeah, you were worried you about, about your it. friends and you family about to see a couple too, months soon, ago, too. a couple weeks ago, and we're about to do it all over again. Yeah, you about to see it yourself. Irma is coming that way. I heard. Yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be a rough one. It's yeah, gonna be it's yeah. a big, powerful storm. It's, it's, this year, man, has just been filled with stuff like. I this, think they you said know? it's like the first time since they've been keeping record that there's three hurricanes simultaneously in the atlantic ocean wow yeah because there's one down in the gulf it's it's down uh down near like cancunish right yeah, now yeah yeah and you got irma coming yeah. up the caribbean and then there's one further east gotcha gotcha so, yes yeah, it's, it's wild it is it is but you know what man on a, on a better note on a more positive note uh we're doing one of my favorite things which is uh talking to the people so yeah hey, so I, what, I love what's I, got you moving today oh you, i got a good one What's that? So, have you seen the, the the post about people doing a ten minute walk after they uh, eat something? Like, this? it's it's kind of big on social media right I, now. I haven't, but we talked about that. That yeah, uh, so, a couple of weeks back. So that is getting a lot bigger now, and I'm I'm happy that it's starting to make some traction. Now it's not even just after they eat; it's just have a ten minute walk a day. Love it. Is that not the greatest thing, man? It it, it almost reminds me. You know, uh, I forgot what year it was, but the whole couch to 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 five k thing. You know what yeah, I, mean? I feel like that was like maybe eight, ten years yeah, ago. Yeah, something that like kind that. Of got right. real popular. Right, got real popular. But it kind of reminds me of that, like kind of starting for people were like meeting them where they're at. Baby steps. That's right. That's right. Because hey, that ten minute walk may turn into something different in the future. You know. Yeah. But it's, it's taking a step in the right direction. So I have not seen that popping up, but I do. I think that's a great idea. It is. I, it is. It, it's been. It's been a lot more. Recently, like it's been starting to get more and more and more traction. So hopefully, it stays around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both, I mean, both me and you I both agree about the I whole think walking it's a thing. Great thing to promote because not everyone's you know got that uh, gym goer mentality. Exactly. But it's not just about going to the gym. It's just more active lifestyle. That's right. Move more. That's right. That's right. And sometimes, if you don't want to, if like if you don't have the time to do a whole lot of things, you have time to do a ten minute walk. You know, Everyone can find ten minutes. I've exactly. even told people, "Hey, do two five minute walks." Yeah, yeah like, you have that time. You can figure it out. Yeah, you have that time. If you'd say you can't figure out two five minute walks, then you got other problems <laughs> on your hands. You got you got some serious problems if you can't find five minutes twice a day. What What about you, man? What's got you moving? Man, I don't know what day this episode's going to come out, but tonight NFL football kicks off, and the Chiefs. Oh my god. The gosh. Chiefs are playing the defending <laughs> champions. 
I cannot Ooh. believe you got the soundtrack playing. <laughs> That's right, buddy. That's right. Tonight, the Chiefs are going to kick off the season with a hot note. They're going to be kicking it off versus the Patriots. They're going to be distracted getting their Super Bowl rings, and we're going to beat them in their own house. Tyreek Hill, Alex Smith, Travis Kelsey. Man, it's going to be a good night. going to be are, a good night. You are definitely a diehard <laughs> fan. I'm wearing my red. You are definitely a diehard <laughs> you fan. You didn't even know I was going to do that. I did not. You caught me off guard. With that. <laughs> that wasn't in the show notes, guys. <laughs> so that's what's got me moving, man. I hear you. I'm, you know, college football kicked off last weekend. Oh, and I'm excited for that, but NFL's on a whole nother level for me. That's yeah. what's up. That's yeah. what it's all about. I like it, man. I NFL. Like it. I like it. So what's what's on the docket today? What, 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 what's on the man, docket this was today? off of a um, request from a client and a WebFit Nation uh, member. They uh, they the people have spoken. Yeah. They said they wanted to hear a little bit more about diet and nutrition. Nice. And um, just how to go about creating a plan that's yeah. sustainable and um you know well thought out yeah definitely there's a lot of there's a lot of information out there so maybe we can kind of sift some of the bad information out absolutely and give some people some nuggets to take home and uh start implementing right away absolutely i, I like that you, you know what man um this 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 topic sort of hits home because since me and you are like um uh, Kind of like chefs, you know what I mean? Like, or 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 more like a mechanic, you know? Like we we know the ins and outs and like how to do this and do that in, in terms of different nutritional strategies and stuff like that. And then you have the other people who are more like technicians, you know what I mean? Where they know a little bit to be dangerous. They can look at something and kind of implement something. You know what I mean? Um, they they're more of like. Um, the people that 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 kind of they they don't know a whole lot, but they they can get around it. You right. know what I mean? And then you have the people that are, that are at the lower level that just don't really know a whole lot. They're, they they kind of need to be guided. Um, they, the conversation maybe needs to be a little bit different. And I think, in my opinion, you tell me what you think, but I think that we have so much of our conversation that what me and you know floating around out there, and we expect the people you know below. Not saying that they're they're the inferior to us. I'm just saying that we expect them to be able to understand those conversations. Oh yeah, I was talking about this just the other day. What seems like very simple, basic, like well, yeah, duh. Like between you and I, if we're yeah. having a conversation, and again, not to make people um, feel inferior. Not at all. Um, they're just they just you don't know what you don't know. Right. And that I, I sometimes forget what seems very simple and basic to most of the general public. Um, is is new information and yeah. it's, it's good stuff yeah. so yeah um yeah I, I think there's a ton of information out there on the internet yeah and there needs to be people out there to help you sift through it or help you come up with a good plan because it's easy to get lost in all of it paralysis by analysis and then not do anything at all that's or, right because you just you're just so confused because yeah. all the Things are conflicting, and definitely what works for you may not work for me. Yeah. So it, it can be definitely challenging. I've yeah. done a lot of self experimentation 
to uh, to figure it out for myself. I'm still doing it right now. Yeah. We were just talking about that. Yeah, you kind of got to know where you fit in, though. Like I think a lot of that is just awareness on where your nutrition is. Like, are you a, a driver? You know, like are you a person that just can get in the car and go? You know what I mean? Or are you are you the technician, a person that can actually look at something and kind of see what you may need to do or what may need not to do or stay away from? Or are you like the mechanic, the person who can understand all the ins and outs and, and be able to go decipher from there? Like you got to know which one you are. You know what I mean? Because yeah. the conversation is different from all of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I have some clients that are definitely on a lower spectrum in terms of just drivers. And it's like, hey, I need you to make sure that you consume, you know, three portions of lean protein a day. So they're the driver, meaning like you're going to give them the map. That's right. And they're just like going to follow your directions. That's right. That's right. Okay. So they, they may be the person that, that, that just can have that kind of information. And then you may have a person that could actually follow some more stricter, you know, guidelines. That may be the person that's the, that's the technician, you know. And then me and you, a mechanic, like we like, I like to know the ins and outs of everything. I want to, mm -hmm. I want to be able to weigh it and measure it and you ratios. Know, that's fats, right. That's right. That's right. But I, I just think that people don't know where they are sometimes. Yeah. You know, and I think that's a that's a large gap in between, you know, from where we are to making sure we get the information out to people that they can understand. You know, you know, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's an issue that it's going to take a very long time till it's it trickles down and people that. As as a whole, yeah, people are more educated, but I think it's there's a, there's the system's broken with how we're getting information out there. Or really, it from me when I was growing up, like I don't even really remember talking about it much as a kid in school, or mm -mm. so I don't I don't think it's a big surprise that people are just lost and they're not sure what to do. Yeah, yeah, like most definitely, it shouldn't be a surprise to anybody that people are so. Um, um, just ignorant. Just yeah. they just don't know. Yeah, because nobody's out there giving out this information mm -hmm. and um, doing going out of their way to educate others. Yeah, so definitely. Um, I guess let's let's dive in a little bit deeper and kind of dissect things a bit, and we can kind of um help people come up with a little bit better plan if they're not doing anything at all. Like, what what's the first thing you would tell somebody? brand new to nutrition even if maybe they followed a diet before maybe they were the driver before like but it was a couple years ago and they need to get back to it and what's like the first thing you would try and tell someone to do as far as coming up with a nutritional menu or a plan to uh start making some changes that'll show some differences in their blood work and in yeah. their physical appearance maybe i mean you know what I, I i've had this question many times over the course of the past 12 years and i think that Every person that's brand new, they can all do the three three most basic things in terms of nutrition. And number one being stop being, and we've talked about this before, stop being so exclusive and start being more inclusive. You know what I mean? Because typically um, diets are very restrictive. So like if you say, hey, I'm going to start so-and-so diet. Well, the issue with that is that the diet is really not bad. It's just that it's very restrictive. So starting yourself out on that is something probably that you can't adhere to long term, which is like the number one, you know, nutritional strategy in the world. I don't care what diet it is, is adherence. If you can't stick to it, it's not going to work. Yep. Right. The best so, diet in the world is the one that you're going to stick. That's to. right. That's right. So so number one being that you have to have be more inclusive. So if you eat crap food all day. Like, I don't care. Like, that's that, that may be from where you're starting from. You may be eating lean pockets and packaged pizzas every single day that you've, that you've done your nutrition, right? Well, that, leave it 
start being more inclusive. What can I add now to kind of help my deficiencies? Well, I may not be getting enough leafy greens in my diet, so I may add a salad. I may not be eating enough fruits, so I may add some fruit. You know what I mean? So I may not be having enough healthy fats in my diet, so I'm going to add some some healthy. So be more inclusive. And, and like we said before, you'll start to find that some of that stuff gets shoved out the way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I um, I think that being very restrictive, it, it sounds like it almost has like a negative connotation and don't do this, don't do that, don't do this other thing. And it, it becomes kind of like you're following a bunch of orders or a bunch of rules. And it, it's kind of overwhelming. You're like, you know, it, it, it's kind of stressful that way. So if you just start saying, all right, don't even worry about taking anything out. Let's just start adding in. And I'm glad that you said that. First thing I was going to say was add in more greens. If it's green, go for it. So I, I thought that was that, that was really that's like one of my first suggestions as well. You're getting fiber, you're getting lots of uh, vitamins and minerals, and um, nothing but good stuff's going to be in the greens. So you got that right. And if you're going to cook them, just choose a certain. Uh, just switch out some of those oils that you've used in the past, and you're already off to a good start right there. Mm-hmm. Just by including a couple new things, mm-hmm. and even if you did eat your lean pocket and you had a salad or you had like steamed broccoli like whatever like you're eating more calories yes but at least they're coming from a great place and yeah getting definitely something out of it definitely well you know because most people when they start this you know zach they they always say well what i'm, I'm gonna start cutting out stuff i'm gonna start i'm getting rid of all my sugar by the end of the week or i'm no carbs i mean no, yeah so they so they go off on these tangents where they're starting like such harsh restrictions that it just leads to like number one, a poor relationship with food, you know, and then number two, it sets them up for failure long term because one day they're going to have to see those foods again. And it may be a trigger for them to have, you know, binging type episodes or something like that. So, you know, we got to stop. We got to start a different conversation when it comes to somebody trying to improve their lifestyle when it comes to food. And what and a lot of times people will say, oh, I did this for two months and it worked really well. And then I stopped and I gained all my weight back. I just had a conversation with somebody the other day and they're like, they're like, yeah, I went, I, I cut out all my carbs, no breads, all that stuff for a month. And I lost all the weight that I wanted to lose. And then I gained it all back in one week. And then just here, like that was like maybe two or three weeks ago, this conversation happened. And then just yesterday or the day before I saw the same person was like going back to no carbs. I'm like, why? Like you just told me with I, you said it yourself. I didn't even have to ask you. You said yourself as soon as you stopped, you gained all the weight back. It's the maze, man. They stuck so in like, the maze. Just people just need to like stop and be, look at it as uh, objectively as they can. Be like, did this work? It worked temporarily, but this yo-yo diet that's what everyone wants to get out of so i don't know why you would just go right back to it when they themselves pointed out the fact that they went right back to where they were before yeah it's adherence man if you can't see yourself eating the way that you're eating long term three years from now five years from now it's probably not a great plan you know like it's probably not you know like like i had a i i had a client that um you know, wanted to try paleo. They got very excited about it, you know, that, you know, whole foods and things like that. And I was like, that's great. But can you see yourself eating long term this way? Because when they wake up in the morning, they like to have a coffee with a piece of toast. 
Well, you can't have that anymore. You yeah. know what I mean? So n- now you have to, now you're going to wake up every morning not looking forward to your first meal when maybe you used to. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So you got to start to like think about those things because they're very important. You know, like those little things may make you very happy. And which, which, if that may make you happy, you may be very successful long term with that. I'm not, we're not saying that you should eat a whole loaf of bread. But, hey, that piece of toast may just help you stay, like, on, on plan and making sure that you're having the right amount of calories and, and everything else. The rest of your day could possibly be paleo. Who knows? Yeah. Right? But you got to – those conversations need to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you put too many rules in place. It gets very, very Very, hard to very, to. yeah. But you could be like – actually, and I haven't even kind of done this without, like, stating it out loud or describing it to, that way to somebody. But I went uh, – I, I was pretty – I, I wanted to change up my routine and I chose kind of a plan. I kind of put some things together, just eat as many foods in their natural form as possible. And I would describe it as saying it was paleo ish, but I was definitely having way more grains. Like I would maybe eat some Ezekiel bread and I would have some, you know, I, I was definitely eating way more grains than what paleo would allow. But it was similar in the sense that there was no added sugars or processed foods, just eating real whole foods in as close to their natural form as possible. But I was eating them in wide variety and it was paleo ish, but I was eating quinoa and like so. And I thought it was great. I had I, I did really well with it. I didn't think it was that difficult to stick with. Um, and I, I, I leaned up. Um, just like I had planned and just like I had desired to pretty pretty quickly. But it wasn't so restrictive that I couldn't have stuck with. In fact, for the most part, that's still how I eat. Yeah, I definitely. just eat more now that I'm not trying to lose weight. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. And you know what, Zach, the, the, the crazy part is that most diets have about 90% things in common. You know what I mean? Like yeah. most of them all have the same general concepts. They just change the the conversation a little bit in terms of what's allowed and what's not allowed. You know what I mean? But typically they're all the same. So like if people like us started to tell individuals that are trying to change their lifestyle, hey, th- the concept that you're trying to use, it can be it, that's used in any diet. You know what I mean? Like this diet that you're that you're talking about is no special than B diet and typically number one they all control calories that's always number one right so you're going to always have whatever diet you're trying to to start off new that is always the number one goal they're probably going to cut back on the amount of calories that you were eating and control the new amount of calories that you're about to start eating that's number one number two they always include some kind of lean source of protein yep it may be yep. different depending on the diet it may be different mediterranean or paleo or if you're vegan some people you may, may say tofu. no red meat right you, you're gonna you're gonna get it somewhere right and then and then number three they all con- include whole foods fresh fruits and vegetables it just may be different for the, whatever diet but they all consume those three you know same things you yeah. know the, the whole like <laughs> paradigm of eating or i mean sorry not eating shopping on the outskirts of the store yeah you could almost apply that to what you just said yeah like, pretty much any diet is going to take those th- same exact things in consideration. That's right. Stay on the outside aisles of the grocery store, your produce, your pr- your you at the butcher in the back and then you got your um, maybe on the other side like the frozen area usually but whatever, maybe you get some vegetables over there. Uh, but you, you stay on the outside and you're going to eat natural foods for the most part and they're going to be pretty pretty good choices we just we just package it different now like it's all the same stuff like nutrition hasn't changed calories still matter you know what i mean we just package it different now than what we used to 
And it's, yeah, you, and honestly, and you're you're right. I completely agree. You, you have to you have to be in check with your calories, no matter what. But I love the phrase, and I didn't make this up, so I'm not going to take too much credit. But don't count your calories. Make your calories count. Yeah. Well, the whole thought behind that is it's going to be really difficult to go over your calories if you're eating whole foods. Like yeah. you would eat an ungodly amount of like real whole foods if you did like really go overboard. Absolutely. It would be difficult to do. You'd almost have to try. Yeah. But if if you have been excessively overeating, then maybe you're going to have to pay a little bit more attention. But I, I think if you stick to those those – natural food sources you're going to be pretty safe yeah absolutely no, you're absolutely. going to get nutrients and it, they're not calorie dense for the most part so um but yeah you're right they, they they there is a lot of similarities oh very much so in the um in the in the diets yeah if you look at it like that you're, yeah, very you're absolutely much so. right yeah very much so um now w- this is a big thing um that a lot of people will argue and you can go either way. And I see benefits in both, but what's your opinion on frequency of meals and snacks? I'll just call them meals, um, throughout the day. I mean, would you recommend people to try one first and see how they like it? Or would you rather just go one direction, say eating five times a day or, um, what what's your general thought? I think variety is the spice of life in in, in all things. So like I I really do believe that. I mean and, and trust me, I've been on the, the extreme end of the spectrum. You know what I mean? Like I've been in my younger twenties where I ate every one and a half hours, I ate every two hours, I ate every three hours, and it was a timer on all of them. You know, like I've been that extreme, so I kind of know um, in terms of from experience what that feels like. It, it, you know what? It's not um, something that I would recommend for someone to do unless they just really want to see how food kind of worked in their body and stuff like that. But really, man, I mean, I just think it should work with your lifestyle. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's number one for me. And I, I believe that if you don't put a stipulation on that, then you're probably a lot more successful because you're just making it fit for you. Yeah, no, I, I think it's great because some people are – they just get bored and they just want to munch. They just want to graze. Yeah. They're sitting at their desk or they're watching TV and they just, it's something to do. It kind of keeps them busy and they're just always munching on something for that person. Maybe eating every couple hours is, will be great for them. You just got to change it. What it is that you're eating. Cause that won't seem like too much of a change. And then you got other people. Well, maybe like they got a super busy lifestyle and they're not going to be able to eat every two hours. Like they can't do that. They mm-hmm. can't be carrying around a cooler and all these snacks Mm-hmm. They got kids, and you know they got to worry about them, and um, so I completely agree with you. I, and we talked about this off air, and I've done it both ways myself. Um, I uh, past probably month I've been eating every few hours, and it almost just seemed like a chore. Like I was full all the time, and it seemed like, oh man, I got to get some food in me, got to get some food in me. And I've just here the past couple of days, and I've done it in the past, and it worked really well, but. Um, I've just started not worrying about the frequency. I'm just get my total calories. I'm just kind of pushing back actually my the start of my day as far as eating is concerned. So I'm still getting in the same amount of calories, but it's all coming um, in a shorter window of time, and it it's less work. Yeah, absolutely. I just eat bigger meals. Yeah, and so 
I'm going to think I'm going to stick with this for a little while. I love eating breakfast and I like eating in the morning. But for me, when I got to get up at 4 a.m. in order to do that to get before I get my day started, it's like it's, it's kind of a pain. Yeah. Yeah. And I got to pack snacks with me and get a cooler and it's it's kind of a pain in the butt. Yeah. Yeah. But, you, you know, you, you're not limiting yourself to living under some methodical rule. You know no. what I mean? Like you're allowing your lifestyle to kind of dictate when, when and where you eat and it's working for you. And, and that's allowing you to stick to probably making sure that you have the right amount of calories every day and stuff like that, I would say. Yeah. So, it, it, I mean, it totally makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, um, I, I, yeah, I'm going to stick with this for a little while. I, I felt a lot better. I'm eating the same amount of food. Um, yeah, I told you I'm trying to work on I'm, – I'm trying to probably do something a little different than many of the listeners, but I'm trying to put on good lean weight mass, and I – it's it's hard to eat that much when yeah. you're eating more than you would comfortably like to. Yeah. So, um, otherwise, I'm full all day long if I'm eating every two hours. Now it seems like my body gets a break, and it actually really does. My digestive system is probably yeah. a lot better because it's not working twenty four seven. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I th- I'm gonna stick this out for a little bit and see how this works over the next couple of weeks. And yeah, I think I'm gonna feel a lot better. E- even even to flip that, I mean, I would say that that could work for someone that's in a calorie deficit too. Because oh, yeah. if a person is trying to lose weight and they have a hard time because um, they they have increasing hunger later in the day, um, or they you know when they get off from work and at home in front of the TV they want to eat something or tempted to eat something, you know maybe pushing their day back from when they start eating would help them too. You know what I mean? Um, that person could maybe start and have their first meal, you know, mid-morning snack or lunch. Mm-hmm. And then they could eat later on in the day and then have a, a big dinner and maybe a snack before bed. You know what I mean? That's basically what I'm doing right now. And I, I, I like it because then when you eat, like... some more volume. You eat a lot. It's more volume. Because you, you're pushing it back, but you're eating the same amount of calories. And so then you're like, oh, man, I'm full. Like, yeah. And it, you know, I don't like to be too full. And a lot of people I know feel the same way, uncomfortably full. But, like, you're definitely not hungry anymore. Sometimes when you're eating every two to three hours, it's like you're never completely satisfied. Yeah. You're like, man, I could have a little bit more, even though you may not need a little Absolutely. bit more. So I agree. If you are trying to restrict the calories a little bit, just eat less meals but eat big meals. Yeah, more volume. Yeah, yeah definitely. It, it is kind of mentally, I think it is a little easier. Yeah, definitely. And, and man, helping psychologically is always something that's yeah, going to be Because if you look beneficial. at a plate – you know, the regular dinner size plate you always cook on, uh, eat on at home. If you look at it and it seems empty, you're going to be like, oh man, this sucks. Yeah. Yeah. It can but be if hard you on can you. fill the whole thing up, yeah. And then you're going to be like, mentally, psychologically, it's kind of a relief right yeah, there. Yeah, definitely. And this is all, this is all a mental game anyway. That, that goes, that, that huge. And this would also bust that myth that people can't eat after a certain time of day. And because I know that when I was growing up, they used to say, oh, you can't eat after 6 p.m. because it all turns into fat and blah, blah, blah. Like, that's not true. You know what I mean? Like, you're not, your, your metabolism just doesn't stop whenever you go to bed. Yeah, and the, you have to eat breakfast. Yeah. There's that a lot of people who have great success doing yeah. uh, that sh- smaller window. Yeah, intermittent fasting. Eating, intermittent yeah, yeah, fasting. Definitely. yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. So I, I 100% agree with that. Um, So going back just a little bit to the prior conversation, we were talking about being restrictive. There's a lot of um, um, trends. I don't know if they're, I would say the trends, but... Um, more studies coming out for why people, um, you don't necessarily have to agree with these studies, but, um, there's, there are studies to support 
being dairy or gluten free. Oh, these are good ones. What would you say about something like that? These are good ones. I, I think th- this is funny because uh, well, not funny because I, some of this stuff isn't funny, but it's 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 a good conversation to have because gluten free is probably the, one of the most popular diets out. You know, yeah. right, you know, even just just holding its own in terms of like people searching it, looking out for it. That's the first thing people want to turn to when they start going on restrictive diets now, stuff mm-hmm. like that. And the only reason why it's so popular, because it has a lot of scientific literature to back it up. But that is only because it is from an actual disease. Right. Like right. celiac disease is what made you know, gluten-free, gluten-free. Like That's what made it popular because they have to be gluten-free because they have a lot of complications in terms of their health if they're not. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So um, if you don't have celiac disease, you do not need to be gluten-free. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's nothing out there that people can diagnose you with to be gluten-free other than the fact that if you have you have celiac disease. And that's actually a fact. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just that people self-diagnose themselves because the scientific literature says that, oh, people that have celiac disease, when they come off gluten, they feel better, they're healthier, blah, blah, blah. But that's within context. You know what I mean? I would uh, – and I've done it with myself before because um, I've tried it before. I've, I've gone completely gluten-free. And I did feel a little bit better, but it's not because of the lack of gluten. It's just I was getting my carbohydrates from places that had more nutrients. Absolutely. You know, the gluten is the things that have gluten in them are generally sources that of food that don't have a lot of nutrients. They're refined sugars and Packaged. carbohydrates, prepackaged crap. And yeah, so I did feel better. Absolutely, but it wasn't necessarily because of the gluten right. itself. You cleaned it up altogether. Yeah, I was eating rice and potatoes. Right, right, right. You know, brown right. rice, more and fruits, probably more fruits. Yeah, like I am by no means low carb. Right, I eat a lot of carbs. Yeah, but I don't eat. I, I the places that I get them from. I'm getting a lot of other things with those. Absolutely, that, and that's why that's that's one thing I keep we keep running into is the conversation that people are having when they when they start talking about these things. Like, just like you said, does a person really need to go gluten free? Uh, probably not. But can a person probably make better nutritional decisions around the types of carbohydrates they have? Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? And people be like, "Oh, well, I lost a bunch of weight." Like. You did, but it was also because you were just you were getting nutrients with it. Like, and I I will say that I do, and I don't know. Maybe there's just maybe it was kind of a placebo, but I did feel like I was maybe felt a little less bloated when I was getting those other oh yeah sources. Absolutely. But um, yeah, I, I would I, say that I don't have any reason to believe that I'm, uh, you know, I that you that, I'm never gonna I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna eat them ever again. Right, that you're gluten intolerant or something like that. Yeah, I mean yeah. like. And even just beyond trying to be, you know, you know, I, when I was doing this, when I was kind of experimenting with it, occasionally I would eat like every time, I, you know, what I noticed was every time I was eating gluten, it was like a piece of cake. Yeah. Like, and it was like, well, you know, it, it's because of the other stuff. Right. The sugar. <laughs> That's right. It's the fats and the sugars. The yeah. fats and the sugars. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's not because of the carbohydrates right. or the gluten itself. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's funny how people get stuck on something. That, definitely, man. I, that, that, and I don't even know. I, this is a question as much as it is, um, anything. I, I'm not sure. Do you think that it's more common that people 
do have a gluten intolerance or have celiac disease, or are we just more aware of it? No, I don't think it's more. I don't think people are more people are having it. I think it still affects like last time I looked like one percent of the population or something like that. So, I mean, obviously it's out there, but I believe that most people are self-diagnosing themselves rather than having like an actual real diagnosis when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm just not even sure. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like the last eight to ten years people are more aware of it, but maybe it's just because I'm older and I pay more attention to nutrition as yeah. a whole. And well, you know, you know, Zach, I think a big part of this is that like, um, most people start having like GI distress or something like that. And they want to point the blame to carbohydrates or gluten or something like that. You know what I mean? When really, is that the really the fact why you have like IBS or your constant have constipation issues or just, you know, like GI distress, like bloatedness or whatever. Like, is, is that really the reason why, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think that we can just really just point the blame at gluten and say you're you're the bad you know the devil you know what i mean because mm -hmm. that's what that's what people like to do carbohydrates been having a bad rap for a number of years yeah. you know what i mean but it's 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 not it's not carbs fault you know it's the source it's, it's the conversation just needs to be different you know yeah yeah um yeah, it's it's funny. Yeah, the gluten thing has just caught so much traction. Yeah, because when we had the, back in the day, like this is the, our life today is like a life of abundance, right? Like you turn around, you see a grocery store, you can go anywhere and get food. I mean, you, you got food everywhere, right? Back in the day, it was scarcity. Like you didn't know when your next meal was coming unless you probably grew it or you know or, or was in luck to just have enough money to go get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so while all of a sudden back then that wasn't a conversation that they had, but all of a sudden now it is. It's because of the food choices. And I do want to point out, um, I think that a lot of the reasons why people do well with a paleo diet isn't because of all the things they're necessarily restricting, but it, it just like you said, two or three hundred years ago or thousands of years ago, which would be you know paleolithic diet. People weren't eating as they didn't have the abundance. You go to the store, you can go to the gas station, and you got all the food in the world. Choices You'll, on choices. So many choices. You'll never run out of food. Before people were they were eating big meals when they had the opportunity to, because they didn't know when the next one was going to come. Growing them. They were they were growing them themselves. <laughs> they were yeah, natural. Yeah, raised food, the grazed crops. Yeah. Natural food sources. And they were more active because they were the ones putting in the work, hunting down the animals. So the the whole paleo thing. And it goes, you know, maybe 10, 12 years ago, it kind of caught fire with, um, it seemed like a lot of CrossFit people, but other people, it just in general. And it all just comes down to eating foods in a natural form and moving more. I mean, we say this almost every episode, but it's in most simplest terms, like that's really, that's, that's the first thing I would tell people to do is eat as many natural foods as you can don't buy if it comes in a box it's probably safer to just not eat it and then just move more than you currently are and you'll be off on a good start right there yeah no most definitely that that is definitely the conversation that has to be had and, and that's what i always say like we just we, we talk about like so many like like smaller concepts you know what i mean like because we always want to break down oh this amount of macros this amount of you know yeah. whatever but like most people's issue is not really that's it's not it's not that really you know pinpointed you know what i mean like it's mostly a very larger concept that they're getting wrong other than something like that yeah you unless know? you get super specific goals right right and and and, and those are like the last three percent of the goal anyway like this is what yeah. we're talking about is like the you can pretty much get all of your goal if you did this part right you yeah. know what i mean like yeah. this is pretty much it but do we just like 
hey man fat loss and muscle gain is is very simple it's not easy but most people want to just make it i i say i say that a lot to people yeah about when i'm talking nutrition or even a workout i'm like it's simple to understand yeah but it's not going to be easy that's right to 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 follow through on it's easier said than done but you can wrap your brain around it it's not that difficult absolutely eat real stuff move more yeah I mean, you're nobody be- said it's going to be easy, but it's that's it's that simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is that. Now the the, the dairy thing. Um, I was just going to say, let's not let's yeah, the not leave thing. out the now, dairy. Now you know what I do feel like that is. I, I feel like you know literature is, backs this up that most people can have like some kind of dairy intolerance when they get older, like some lactose intolerance type thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, but I don't, I don't know what the cause is from. I don't know where it comes from or something like that, but I know that some people just don't digest it as well as they used to when they were younger, you know? And I know some people that can digest it just fine. Like me, I don't have any problems through, with it you know, all through adulthood, you know, I don't have any problems with it, but, um, uh, I know, you know, people who are close to me who do have problems with it and, but I can eat a cheesecake or I can yeah. have a glass of milk yeah, and be I'm just fine. I'm fine. Yeah. And, and, and yogurt, so, like it doesn't bother me. And so you can tell me if you agree with me and I, I think the conversation around that should be that's person specific. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that everyone should be dairy free, but I also don't believe that everyone has to have unlimited amounts of dairy because there are all health benefits to dairy. You know what I yeah. mean? But it, it has to be person specific. If you don't digest it well, then maybe it's not the thing for you, you know, or some, some sources of dairy may not give you GI distress and some sources may be okay. Yeah. And you know, some people will say like, if you're eating, um, dairy, that's a whole fat, it got whole fats in it. Just like, you know, it's raw natural form, but when you come to like the one percent milks and stuff, like yeah, it's it's processed because yeah. it's not natural that way. Then that's when they have problems. Some people will just say, yeah, eat eat the dairy, but eat it in its in its full fat form. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, you're getting a natural source of fat. So yeah, I, I think, think the whole that, that, that whole that. conversation started about when like people started to find out that cows weren't being raised the proper way and, mm-hmm. you know, given the right amount of nutrients and stuff like that. So like we started to feel like since they weren't getting the right nutrients, we were getting less of it. And so that kind of started that whole, you know, the, the whole bout about, you know, lactose intolerance and stuff like that. And so I, I, it's, it's person specific. Some people will have GI distress and some may not, you know, I wonder, and, and there, there might be science on this. I just haven't dug into it and we can do it right now. But, um, do you think that adults who do or do not have problems with dairy is maybe a result of whether or not they're breastfed? I don't know. That's a good question. It could be. I'm not sure. I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah. I mean, it could be because they may, I mean, I, I would probably say a study out there. Somewhere. I would say common sense would say that that person may have better enzymatic, you know, enzymes to break it down. You know, yeah, um, that's exactly what I was going to go to. Is yeah. If, yeah. If maybe you, yeah. It, it, it all comes down to what your body can use and not use. You know what I mean? So you may have a, a better enzymes of breaking down lactose than another person. So, yeah. Yeah. Because it, it, it's possible. Yeah. It's very possible. Yeah. That's interesting. I'm going to try and do some research on my own. Yeah. No, most definitely. Now, so go ahead. No, I was just going to say, so if you were going to come up with very, this is a very broad stroke here, very basic plan of some foods to include, just start including these foods I mean, you, you touched on it real briefly earlier, but if you gave someone just a very generic plan of maybe you know two meals and a cup a snack or two in a day, what, what might you say? All right, start including these things, and then we'll talk about restricting things down the road if necessary. Yeah, you know, you know what? Um, it goes back to the bases. I, I would cover all the bases. So I would say to that person, um, you know, cover what bases? Be I, I think I know what you're getting at, but just. 
just uh, absolutely absolutely so i would say so that um you know if, if you're if you're consuming let's say three meals a day then let's choose a lean protein source that you enjoy that you like to have for those three times whether and when that, you say lean protein source whether that be that can be red meat if you like red meat and your body can 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 take it fine then that's fine it could be chicken it could be ground turkey it could be some sort of fish you know lean source of fish um anything like that so an example of a non-lean meat might be uh bacon bacon or <laughs> basic, pork yeah pork, pork pork some some pork some some most you know most 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 cuts of pork but some of them are very good you know what i mean like i like pork chops and stuff like that so you can get some pork that that are that are pretty good in terms of uh having a low fat content so you just got to be it, it it probably takes um a person more research and more awareness to get pork yeah like than I, anything I, else. I eat a lot of red meat i'll just you know week to week really i'll i honestly will just tell people i buy what's on sale at the store yeah if the beef is what's on sale i'll i'll eat it absolutely i'm gonna try and get the leanest one that i have absolutely um, so it'll great usually source be like of b vitamins and iron lean yeah 10 percent fat and i'm i'm good with that yeah great source of vitamins and minerals so i mean yes yeah, no no problem with that so i would say cover your base there and then next, let's 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 cover your base in, in terms of fresh fruits and vegetables. So definitely try and include. It doesn't matter what it is, but you, you want to v- vary your sources if you can. Some kind of green leafy vegetable, whether that be kale, spinach, ro- lettuce, or whatever. Um, and then make sure everything else is colorful, whether that be in terms of your fruits or, or vegetables. So you need to have that in in every meal if you possibly can. You know what I mean. Um, and then my last, but two, the two, the two that you can kind of interchange, um, definitely cover your healthy fats. Um, so maybe some that, almonds, yeah, whether that be almonds, mixed nuts, it doesn't yeah, matter. Nuts. Um, coconut butter, uh, uh coconuts, um, avocado, yeah, avocados, anything along those lines, natural peanut butter, almond butter, you know, all those butters like that. So those are always good. Cover your bases there. And last but not least, you fill the rest of your day up, um, with some sort of, you know, good carbohydrate. Um, and then, and then honestly, man, I always tell people to, to have something that you like in terms of like, you know, cause you always want to restrict yourself whenever you're going on these new, new ideas or plans. So, you know, if you like, let's say, um, your favorite thing is, uh, goldfish, you know, that's a package stuff. That's, that's probably something that you got to go in between the aisles to get, because that's probably where those meals, it could be those, worse those decisions, things are. Though. right. So you may want to include something like that in your day where a one serving or something keep like that. Just sanity. To, that's right. <laughs> keep them, keep the mental game. And going. we talked about this uh, a couple weeks back, but so when you're going to do something like that, pick something that, you know, maybe is non-negotiable for you and add up the servings and, um, you know, add up, figure out what a serving looks like. Actually, look at the box and measure it out at home so you know what it looks like. Take however many calories you're aiming for, and then just include that into your calculations so that you're not going overboard. But yeah, I completely agree. Include something that you like, and you know, don't stress out about it too much because that's the only way you're going to stick with it. That's right. Adherence, man. Adherence. I, I say that. That's number one. And it, for for the people that um, you know feel like food stresses them out, you know, because a lot of times that's that's people's like hard place you know like they start to say you know when i have to think about what i got to eat it stresses me out and stuff like that you got to start like planning ahead sometimes you know like get to the place to where you know you start to say next week i want to have this this and this you know and write it down make sure you you take note of that and then maybe that's what you have so you just got to find like what works for you in terms of you know those food choices if you have to eat the same thing 
for a few days and then switch after that, that's good. But you got to have variety, but you want to be able to do something that's very, you know, that takes the stress out of it. Because a lot of times that can be a stress point for people. Yeah, for me, like what I do, and I'll, I'll pick like two proteins. Yeah. And, you know, it'll basically be lunch and dinner. Yeah. And, um, you know, the next week, again, I, I, I usually I'll go off what's on sale at the store. Yeah. And then, like, the next week, usually something else is going to be on sale compared yeah. to the week before. And then I'll pick two more, and one of those might be the same, maybe not. And then it, you're naturally going to have more variety just by doing it that way. Yep. So you you got two different sources of protein every day. And then you know, I got, like, two different vegetables for the day. And for one, I am getting variety. But two, you know, it's keeping it, – it will get so boring if I was, like, rice – chicken steamed broccoli which i actually i like eating steamed broccoli absolutely but and chicken but i would go crazy if i ate it every day for lunch and dinner both yeah i mean i wouldn't last very long doing yeah. that yeah definitely you, you, you got to find something that's, that's very low stress you know because everybody is, is different like whether that be you having a meal plan you know or whether that be kind of you shooting off the cuff every day like have something to where it works for you and that may not be the same week to week like one week you may need to be very you know strict in terms of what you're planning and some weeks you may just want to go and be you know sp spontaneous you know what i mean it just depends yeah yeah absolutely all right man well uh let's wrap it up here hopefully this helps people um if you do want some more guidance like more specific guidance to you and your um your plan and your, your journey if you're just getting started um shoot us a message on facebook or instagram um be glad to help anybody out and kind of dissect what they're doing right now and where we can make a few subtle changes and um get you off on the right path um i'm at complete underscore optimization on instagram the name is zach ansaldo if you didn't already know find me on facebook i'll befriend you and kelvin is at country muscle on instagram uh web fit nation on facebook and hey if you guys uh are enjoying the podcast which i hope you are give us a rating on itunes stitcher soundcloud whatever you guys are using to uh to listen here right now give us five stars and uh keep Keep tagging along, and uh, we're here to help you out. Thank you, guys. Peace out.